Hello guys, this is is Will here, and this is Resroots. Glad to be here with you guys. This is going to be our first episode. I'm really excited to see how this goes. As you can tell, I got Michael and Kelly next to me, but Terrence is not here. I don't know where he is. Yada la. Um, but I'm going to have them introduce themselves, so go on ahead. Hi, my name is Kelly. I am Navajo, and I am a student here at IBC. Um, Hi, <laughs> uh, my name is Michael um, Hopi. I enjoy long walks along the mesas. Um, I enjoy playing with water, burning stuff, fireworks. Uh, I also love turkey. <laughs> Speaking of turkey, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah, let's go on to what the purpose of the podcast is. So we're actually a part of Indian Bible College. We're all students. We go to school here, um, here in Flagstaff, Arizona. <clears throat> um, and we're a part of the HOPE team, which was started last year, um, 2020, because we our main purpose was to be able to connect with you guys through social media, through technology, and to be able to meet you guys where you're at, wherever you are. Um, and to spread hope, spread laughter and cheer and um, be able to encourage you guys however we could. We decided to start a podcast because we thought it'd be more user-friendly for you guys and it would be just another way to reach you and talk to you and be able to communicate differently. Yeah. Yeah, Amen. We also, like, just a reminder, too, we're not going to have three or four of us all on one. We're going to have at least two. And I'm really excited to see how Michael and Terrence go on their first podcast. So you guys want to stay tuned for that. But with that being said, I just want to um, just share a little bit about my story, about my testimony, of uh, where I'm from. Um, I am from Lapway, Idaho. I am, my tribe is Nespers. And just, yeah, so I grew up in a very, like, domestic violent home. You know, my dad was a, he struggled a lot with alcohol and drugs. My mom uh, abandoned the family uh, when I was a very young kid, young baby. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was like, I really didn't know how to, like, like, I didn't know how, to live day to day on the reservation without, like, you know, like I grew up with that fear. I grew up having fear from my brothers, my dad, because they were so, they were so violent. Like, it was so crazy. And the earliest memories I have is, you know, seeing my dad uh, abuse my brothers and my sister of a point where their faces full of blood where you can't even recognize them anymore and you know as a kid that's all you can see like that's all you're able to do is watch but you cannot do anything and growing up that's what I, I always saw and you know I really didn't know what it was like to have a mom in my fa a mother figure in my life I like, I'm going to be brutally honest. I didn't even know what a mom was. <laughs> um, 
and you know, especially when domestic violence is domestic violence is going on in the reservation. You know, and especially on the reservation, the like people know what's going on really fast, and like they they already hear what's going on. Like you have a bad day, and the next thing you know, someone's like, "Hey, I heard you had a bad day." <laughs> so I didn't even tell nobody. <laughs> but uh, it was it was like that for me. Um, a lot of kids in the neighborhood go to the same school, and some of them were in the same grade as me, and. You know, one day, um, it was a bad night. My dad went into jail. Um, me and my brothers and my sister had to go move into my auntie's house. And I had to go to school that very next morning. And the first thing one of the first thing one of the students did was like they came up to me like, Hey man, like what happened? I heard it all that last night. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, you don't want to talk about it. And the, these kids, they, uh, they, they just continue to do their thing. A few moments later, they came up to me again, and then they were like, "Well, Will, your your family is full of drunks. You're gonna be a drunk too." And they just started laughing mocking my family and at that point I was like you know I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna do what my dad did I'm not gonna do what my brothers did it's like I'm not gonna do any of that I'm gonna move on and but ever since that moment you know I've been getting kind of bullied in school made fun of mocked and in middle school you know I was one of those kids that would go straight home play video games you know chill, hang out, sticking to myself because I honestly didn't have much friends. I like yeah, so I had nothing. I just went straight home. <laughs> well I went home and my brother came barging in my room. He grabbed me by the shirt and he was like, Yo Will you're you're he yelled in my face that you're a loser. Get a life. He then slapped me, then flopped me on the floor. And at that point, you know, I was like, you know, I think he's right. I literally have nothing. I have no friends. I have. So my brothers were abusive towards me. My mom wasn't there. My dad was there, but he wasn't like fully there for me. You know, I had no one in the school to go to. Like I literally had nothing. I was like, yeah, I think my brother is spot on with this one. And then I went to a party. And I remember going to this party and I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and the very first person I saw in the mirror was my dad. And might remind you that I said I was never gonna drink. I was never gonna do what my dad was doing. But here I was at that party, I was like, yep, yeah, I look just like my dad. I look just like my brothers. And I was so angry. I was so disgusted with myself. I was like, man, what the heck? And I started, and that's where I started contemplating suicide. Because I'd done everything. I'd done the traditional ceremonies. Um, I went to some of the spiritual leaders. 
peyote meetings. What else is there? Like I've I've done I tried everything. <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, literally. None of this was helping. And it was just so crazy. I remember I was uh on my way to school and a man by the name Bill Picard, he asked me if I wanted to go work, go to Warrior Leadership Summit. And I already knew what it was about, you know, it was about Jesus and all that. I was like, yeah. And then when I was continuing to make my way to school, I was like, you know, I think it'd be cool just to get out of the reservation, get away from my family, and just get away in general. And I'm going to be brutally honest and transparent with you guys because my whole mindset was the only reason why I want to go is just to get away from my family and see what the world is like before I die. Because that was my whole intention. I was like, eventually I'm going to kill myself. I just don't know when. Because I had nothing. I felt hopeless. I felt empty. Like, I just wasn't anywhere. Just, nothing was going good for me. So my first day going to this Warrior Leadership, Warrior Leadership Summit conference, uh, Bill and Lori, they gave us all a notebook, a journal. And this is where I would start journaling. And the first question that Lori asked is, what do you expect from this conference? And it's funny, like I had a whole page and a half written down. I was just really writing away. And uh, I still have that journal. Um, the very, the end of that page, end of that page, yeah, I wrote down the, uh, this is what I wrote. I said, if this conference doesn't help me, change me, I'm just going to go home and I'm going to take my life. Because I have nothing, nothing to go back to, nothing to lose. I've tried everything. And that was my whole mindset of going to WLS. Second day there, WLS, you know, there was a man, he was uh, sharing the gospel. And the first thing he said was these three words. And they really just, it bothered me. Like, it really shook me. Because these are the three words I really never heard my brothers say to me. My dad, my mom my friends, I literally never heard these three words. And what these three words were saying in my, like I kept hearing it in my head, I thought I was kind of going crazy. I was like, oh, I don't know. But it really shook me up and it was, these three words was, I love you. And that was Jesus saying to me, I love you. And that whole time I was just like, man, that's like, like what? No, it's like the only love that I get was hearing them say I love you, but then eventually later that day they're going to abuse me physically and verbally. So my whole mindset was like, you know, I was like, yeah, you love me. It's like, winter. It's like I was waiting for Jesus to start cussing at me or to do something to abuse me. I was really like, that's my mindset with Jesus when he first said I love you. 
But that was like the very first time I ever felt genuine love from God. That genuine love that God gives. I was like, man, this like it blew me away. And ever since then, I was back in 2011. Man, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10 years, uh, 10 years later. Um, I know it did. It made. I really made it sound like my family is like evil. But you know, with Jesus Christ and the work that He's done in me. I can finally be able to say that I do forgive my brothers. I do forgive my mom. I do forgive my dad. And I've been able to have a stronger relationship with my parents and my brothers as well. And that was, you know, you know, that was all through Jesus Christ. Just from him working in me. And I do have a son as well who is nine years old. <laughs> so it just blows me away. And... I'm just really thankful for what God's been doing in my life. And I wouldn't have known 10 years later I'll be doing a podcast <laughs> or even being here at Indian Bible College because this school has definitely helped me heal from my past traumas. And it was a little shameless pl plug for IBC. So if you want to come to IBC and get some healing work in, you should come here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is my story, and I really hope in some way, somehow, uh, God really spoke to you in that, because all the glory goes to him. I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for God. So yeah, that is my story. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, glad you're here, too. Um, yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate that. <coughs> um, I think... One thing I forgot to mention, um, here at, well, obviously, so it's Indian Bible College. We are believers. We are Christians. We do believe in God and Jesus. And, and uh, so Apparently, Michael's not. Apparently <laughs> not. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> How'd you even get accepted? Yeah. Just kidding. You don't even go here. Yeah, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. <laughs> um, and we all have our story. We all... I have my story. You just heard Will's. Michael has his story. Everyone has a story. And I like when, so when we go on, on Eagle's Wings, which is a part of Ron Hutchcraft Ministries, which is also a part of Warrior Leadership Summit, you have a chance to go to different reservations on the, around the country and to spread that hope and share your story. They call it a hope story, which it really is because, you know, hope is like one of the strongest things you can have and having hope in Christ is, I don't even know. Like I don't think any of us would, well, no, I know that none of us would be here without that. And it's just a very powerful, powerful thing to do to share that part of your life. But to say, Hey, you know, I got out of that, but you know, there might be some residual stuff, but we're still working on that. There's still healing. Healing is a lifetime process and bringing God into that and having him love you and heal you. It's, it's just an amazing thing. And yeah, thanks, Will. Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. It's like, so what is one thing you are thankful for, Kelly? I am thankful for 
<laughs> it sounds funny again, but I'm going to bring up IBC. <laughs> um, like, seriously, IBC has seriously changed, like, my perspective and not just showing me the knowledge of things, like, you know, about the Bible. and Because when I first came to IBC, I was a new believer. I didn't know anything. I was like, what is this place? I don't know what I'm doing. I think God wants me here. <laughs> um, but, like, just the time I've been here, I've seen, I mean, I can look back on my four years here and see, like, the, the amount of growth that I've gone through, but, like, the people around me have gone through, and I seriously don't know where I'd be without the healing that has taken place here at IBC, and, like, the people I've met, the relationships I've grown to have, it's just crazy, like, yeah, it blows my mind. Um, so yeah, IBC community people and Jude, my dog, my baby, my baby dog, Jude, I love you, <laughs> my puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael, Michael is here too. What are you thankful for? Uh, yeah. Um. Well, for me, I'm just thankful for a lot of things. Um. I don't, uh, I guess nothing really in particular. Um, yeah, just, yeah, just a lot of things I'm really thankful for. Um, I've met a lot of, I guess, cool people along the way here, uh, my, my journey of life. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really um, am thankful for everybody, um, uh, the people I meet, um, the friends that I have here. Uh, the friends that I have back at home, and yeah, I'm just my family. That um, it's been pretty pretty crazy ride uh, getting here. Um, uh, like Kelly, <laughs> I I came to IBC not knowing anything. Uh, I wouldn't say that I still do. <laughs> so still don't know any, still don't know anything. <laughs> so I'm just here to make friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like my so I need to go outside more. So I did. Came to IBC, <laughs> so she's still waiting for me to come home. <laughs> no, but yeah, I I am thankful for everybody here at IBC, the staff and uh, my peers. Uh, yeah, it's my family and all the people that were are involved in my life, and even the ones that are not are no longer who are kind of lost contact with. But even them, I'm just really thankful for them. Um, thankful for food. For tomorrow, some turkey and stuffing and whatever else they got going on. Wait, what's tomorrow? Oh, yeah, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, by the time we yeah, we'll release this, it's probably a couple of days past that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be so Christmas. So you're going to be waking up from your uh, Thanksgiving coma. <laughs> yes, but yeah, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and we wanted to just share what we were thankful for. Um, Did you say? No, he doesn't need to. Um, So, Will, what are you thankful for? Uh, I'm very ungrateful. No, I would say uh, I'm really thankful for uh, Joshua Ortiz. Um, Great man. (laughs) Great godly man. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, but um, I'm thankful for my mentors here at IBC. They have. not held back the truth, and that's what I'm thankful for. It's like, kind of, kind of sucks. I want to punch him in the face, but uh, 
but we all need truth in our life. <laughs> so even when we don't like it, so. But yeah, my mentors though they they not only just tell me the truth, but they show me grace with it. You know, they're like, oh, I, you know, yeah, you done wrong, but you know, let's let's work through this together now. And so that's just one thing I'm thankful for is my mentors here. Thankful for my family back home too. Um, they've been they've been checking in on me, seeing how I'm doing. And I do appreciate them for reaching out to me and stuff. So it's been great. And I am thankful for thankful for Jason and opening up his place to us. Um, just for him to welcome students and his uh, Wait, who's Jason? Yeah, Jason. Um, Jason Coffin. I forgot his last name. I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I knew you for a while. I forgot <laughs> your last name. Jason Coffin. He's the president of this school. And he opens up the he opens up his house for students and his church as well to come on over to his house and just uh, have Thanksgiving dinner. They have two dinners too, yeah, man. one at two p.m. and that's a lot. That's already a lot of food. And then at eight p.m. they come out with more food. So and there's lots of football and football. games. Oh man, I'm gonna eat a lot yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, they, they have it all. It would be a big turkey in Michael's stomach. <laughs> yeah, turkey baby. <laughs> well, they stuff it in the turkey, too. Yeah, but then, like, when you, like, you become the turkey. You become. Oh, man, I'm all stuffed. See? That's why they call it Okay, so, <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah. So you learn things here on Res Roots. <laughs> if you didn't know that, now you know. So let us know what you guys are thankful for this Thanksgiving season going into Christmas. Yes, I love Christmas. And if you guys ever need someone to talk to, if you ever need prayer or anything, you know, just let us know. We have our Instagram and our Facebook up. Um, we're probably most reachable on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, we also have a TikTok. We have yes, a TikTok. We do have a TikTok. TikTok. That's what I meant to say. We have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. It is at Res Roots. It is at Res Roots. R E Z R O O T Z. Yes. So it is at Res Roots on TikTok. We're there. And if you guys want to look up on there, we're going to have some behind the scenes stuff, maybe some exclusive content, some ASMR. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we'll have some content on there. So if you want to go look us up, follow us there. We do have Res oh, Roots. And we have a YouTube channel. I always forget about that. Yeah, the YouTube channel is also Res Roots. Uh, yeah. So we are on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, soon to be Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So that'll be coming soon. Is MySpace even still on? Is it like, can you even that log in? That was before me. Oh. Do you have MySpace? No. Uh, yeah, you're old. So I, guess you I, old. I guess I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> so I remember the days when you could uh, edit your background and your profile. Also, I have top friends. I always had the coolest top friends. 
also had the best playlist. Nah, just saying, just putting that out there. Famous, huh? Yeah, MySpace famous was it. On MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like RAR XD. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, have, I didn't have Facebook till I was in high school, maybe. Uh, so I didn't get a Facebook till yeah, I was in 10th grade, which, yeah, like I said, I think it was 2014. And my only reason for that, my excuse for that, <laughs> was that I wanted to, um, it's for college. <laughs> it's so that way I can, I'm able to, like, I don't know, I guess keeping contact with, like, college people. I'm not entirely sure what it was, what, what my reason for it was, but basically for the longest time I never got it because I didn't see no point in it. And then I finally did get it. I had made some friends. And then even now, if you were to ever look at it, things are still the same. <laughs> I never I never took the time to update everything. So it still says I'm in high school, still says I'm living out in Hopi. <laughs> like everything on it's all old. I don't I didn't update anything. <laughs> and does your profile say you work at the Krusty Krab? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. So I know a few people that still have the on their profile, they work at the Krusty Krab. <laughs> <laughs> so we do want to thank you guys for coming and hanging out this is our first podcast so uh there'll be a lot more we'll be talking about this is just basically introduction show us who we're giving you guys like what the purpose of the podcast is and just a simple testimony and there will be a lot more content coming soon so you guys want to stay tuned for that as well and I also got to remind you guys, there's a lot of responses I got from what topics you want us to talk about. We are paying attention to you guys' responses, so we will be talking about those as well. So, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with the Res Root. So, end this. Bye. Toodles. Go. We're done.